Well, Mike Rogers is running for the upcoming open Senate seat here in the state of Michigan. Spent a lot of time, a lot of years in Washington, D.C., led the House Intelligence Committee, time in in the the three-letter uh, outlets, and he, he joins us this afternoon on JR Afternoon. Mike, it's good, always good to talk with you. Chris, it is always good to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I want to ask you, we got the debate tonight, and, you know, it's, uh, interestingly enough, it's at the, the Reagan Library. And I, I, I talked a little bit about Reagan's three-leg stool, kind of his his foundation for his presidency and what he thought the 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 Republican Party should be. And that was neoconservatives, social conservatives and fiscal conservatives. Do we do we see all elements of that inside the Republican Party today? All of those Reagan foundational elements uh, of his presidency. Is that something that we'll see on stage tonight? I think you'll see some of that. I mean, there is kind of, there is a broad band of different, uh, you know, specters of the Republican Party in 2023. None of it's bad. Um, almost all of it uh, wants the best for the country, and they just maybe have a little bit of a different way of getting there. So I think you'll see a combination of that. You'll see some more populist side of the party. You'll see some more conservative side of the party tonight. Uh, at the end of the day, I think you're going to find that the disagreements across that stage, uh, and even with Trump policy, is not going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's going to be about style and approach and how to get things done. That's where you're going to see uh, the biggest difference, I think. In, in the meantime, we've got this 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 cloud hanging over us, uh, and that involves the UAW and the Big Three and the ongoing strikes. As we sit here in day 13, Donald Trump set to be here tonight. Joe Biden was there yesterday. Now, we we talked a little bit yesterday about, you know, Joe Biden showing up first, you know, modern American president to show up on a picket line. And and then the the reason is because you, you almost have to play both sides. You may believe both sides are righteous in their fight uh, in these negotiations. But but showing favoritism, I don't know that that does any good. Did the president coming yesterday or the vi- uh, the, the former president coming tonight? Does that. Does that help push these these talks in a positive direction, do you think? You know, both, I think, had different reasons for being here. I, I think, uh, you know, Biden, it was just to say, hey, I still have a pulse. And, you know, he's what he spent less than 90 seconds actually on the line uh, and then flew off to California for a, uh, you know, mega fundraiser with uh, the ultra rich in Silicon Valley. Uh, it, it was. I, I'm not even sure he is is aware aware he needs to be or should be on this. I think his whole thing was, see, I'm a union guy, stamp that, let's go. I got to get out of here. Trump has a very different approach to this, where he's challenging this huge government mandate of that everyone has to buy an electric vehicle that comes with it huge problems in our supply chain. Our national security, I mean, we're 85 percent of all of the processing that goes into one EV comes from China and why we would give the keys to our economy and our future uh, to the Communist Party of China is beyond me. And I saw he is interjecting this thought uh, and I called it the Biden apology tour because he's going to have to apologize for (laughs) his policies causing, uh, you know, seven hundred dollars a month for every family in Michigan 
uh, for groceries and gas more than it was before he was president, $700 a month. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, your mortgage payment went up as well. Oh, and by the way, we're going to mandate that you buy a car that you can't afford. And oh, by the way, be able to plug in when you need to. Electric grid can't handle it. I mean, he should be by I don't think that's what he did. I, it, you know, it's frustrating to me because there's just such a better way forward to do this where you can in, get a jobs back and you'll get a national security impact of positive, but it's not by this big government mandate program that they've got that shoves us into the arms of the Communist Party of China. I want to get to EVs in just a second, but how would Senator Mike Rogers handle these negotiations? Would would, would there be um, would there be uh, assistance if asked? Would you be would you be uh, uh, involved in this as much as as possible? How would how would Senator Mike Rogers look at these negotiations between the UAW and the Big Three, and and how would you handle this? Well, I mean. Always, if someone called up and said, "Hey, could you help with this?" I'd be, you know, more than happy to do that. Candidly, it's probably would be a hands-off thing. You don't want the United States Senate crawling around into the negotiations of between the company and its workers. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's the proper role for the for any elected official. Like I said, if you want to come out and support the fact that they're on the the line, I think that's probably a healthy thing. But this notion that you're going to come in and tip the scale one way or the other on this thing is probably not appropriate. In the meantime, the the EV plant, the EV battery plant out in Marshall that Ford uh, got a lot of a lot of taxpayer money incentives from the state to build. Ford came out yesterday and and said that they were putting a pause on that project and they used an interesting word and and. They basically said, we have to be sure that we can run this plant and and do it well. It, it, it seems like a very strange time when you're dealing with such a large project, having one of those manufacturing facilities here, even with the ties to China. It was it was I, I think most people or at least some people thought it was a good move. But the fact that Ford pulled the, the, the ripcord on it so early, do you, feel, do you feel like this is a project that will eventually get done, or do you think Ford's backing out? It's hard to tell. I'm running into all kinds of cost programs. Listen, government can't continue to keep on regulation and cost and expect a company to operate in a state like Michigan. You just can't do it. Uh, number one. Number two, I think the Chinese connection is a problem and should be a problem. Remember, all the money that we use to subsidize already Chinese subsidized companies here with U.S. taxpayer money, that money goes back, portion of it goes back to Beijing, and Beijing uses it to modernize its nuclear arsenal. They use it to build a bigger Navy. By the way, they have a bigger Navy than the United States Navy now. They have a bigger Army than the United States Army does now. They've militarized space. They're coming at us in cyberspace. All of that is funded by what these companies, remember, you can't have an independent free market company in China. You have to be a mm-hmm. part of the Communist Party in some way. And so, you know, my argument is, would we have done this with the Soviet Union uh, when they were trying to breathe down our necks? Well, and the Chinese are doing the same thing. The Communist Party of China is breathing down our necks. You know, they want economic dominance and they're willing to do a whole bunch to get it. And I just don't think we ought to play in their reindeer games. We should be investing in U.S. companies who are uh, developing U.S. technology 
to get us to a, a, a better place. And by the way, EVs just aren't necessarily the way to do it by mandating that people own them. I don't have anything against EVs, but when they, you tell somebody they must buy a product and then all the trouble that comes with it, that's completely un-American in my book. I got about 30 seconds left here. A potential government shutdown looming. The House is trying to work out a package of bills. Some Republicans have shown a willingness to work with Democrats. Some Republicans say that's giving up leverage. How do you look at that situation? Is it is it is it is it a situation where we should not under any circumstances see a government shutdown or should we continue to fund the government work bipartisanly and, and try to find a path forward? You know, listen, I think the best way to do that is a continuing resolution. You have, you know, military unit. You have all of the folks that are doing the right thing in the government also pay a price for this. That's maybe not the best leverage in my book. Uh, but listen, they're pushing for uh, border security and border funding. My my argument is they should take that deal all day long. We have a crisis on our southern border uh, and getting the Democrats to do anything about it would be a huge step forward in the security of the United States. Mike Rogers, former chair of the House Intelligence Committee uh, and now Senate candidate here in the state of Michigan. Always good to talk with you. Look forward to our chat again soon. Hey, thanks, Chris. Yeah, that's Mike Rogers. We'll take a break. Uh, coming back on the other side, I want to talk a little bit about this debate tonight. What you expect, and we can throw Donald Trump in the mix too. What do you want to hear from Donald Trump? He's in town. We'll do that next on JR Afternoon.